0: Let's begin. Welcome everybody. It's Monday, February eighth. Dancing to the music there. I like that intro music Paul put together, Paul King who works with us and Nikki Whitaker. Both of them do a great job getting this podcast all organized. So grateful for both of them for making it happen. So shout out to them at the top of the podcast. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we're so grateful to have you here joining us each week live as we do this podcast. I know some of you listen on a downloaded basis. Again, a commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. We're just grateful to have you. The biggest reward is having you come back each week and then telling others about the podcast. It means a lot to us. And we get so, so much feedback. I was talking to Bobby nicely earlier today of Alcova Mortgage. Great mortgage company. They're kind of like, why under the radar? So that may have popped them up over the radar. But Bobby was saying, hey, I really enjoyed that interview. You did a Barry Habib this last week. We slipped in a quick interview with Barry. Always fun to get Barry on the phone. And uh, so go back and listen to that interview. And we hear from so many of you complimenting us on the guests, the quality of the podcast, the quality of the guests, the quality the information. And we're just thrilled to have the opportunity to get before you. So anyway, in the hot topic today, we have Todd Jordan, Vice President of Strategy and Justin Bailey, Senior Client Services Manager with Bellamy. On the program, we're going to be talking about digital shifts in home buying and the home buying journey and how to position yourself for success. We're going to talk a little bit about how you can get intelligence. So it's really, really good stuff. You'll enjoy this interview. We're excited to have them be a part of the podcast today. Also, we have Industry Syndicate. They do a great job of promoting out a number of great podcasts out on talking about all that's going on again i think we were one of the first podcasts and uh, so many have followed and we're so pleased to help and promote them also, a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. We had Michael Friend tourney on January 4th. Go back and listen to that with his economic forecast, the MBAs. While you're there, check out the Mortgage Action Alliance app, Maw. you got to make sure you sign up for that. As well as Finastra, who's a Fusion Mortgage Bot solution, has the ability to set up a custom decisioning parameters to help streamline approval process while keeping your lending team compliant, as well as Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Both of these two co-ops do a collaborative effort of bringing lenders and vendors together in a smaller, more intimate setting, and they do a great job. And one of the things that I get excited about is hearing about the peer analysis that comes out of that. Each of them have their own peer groups, where they get together. so meaningful. So, wanna figure out what the others are doing and how they're doing it? Get a part of both of these co-ops. Really helpful. Also, Community Mortgage Lenders of America, grateful for them as a sponsor, as well as Indicom. It's a technology firm with mortgage expertise and provides automation and outsourcing and compliance solutions to the mortgage industry. I think that's a great technology. Also, Incelerate, which is a leading, cutting-edge technology that helps mortgage lenders connect in a more meaningful way with borrowers. It creates an enhanced borrower engagement. And Josh Friend does a great job on that. Did an interview back on August 17th. Come back and listen to that. Also, Good friend, Knowledge Coop. You gotta go and check out Knowledge Coop website. Knowledge Coop C O O O P. See what Kim Perry and the team do there. Some of the things that they put together for training—it's edu-payment, educating you and entertaining you. Great stuff. Mobility R E, as well as Modex. They do a great job of helping you recruit, looking at how to identify the top realtors and L O S in your market. Check out both of these. Also, finally, I want to say a special thank you to Alice, Alan, Matt for their. Contributions to the podcast each and every week. Folks, good to have you with us. Today's Liquid On Lending Hot Topic is going to be on a very interesting topic, We're learning about what's going on in digital shifts and home buying journey for many consumers out there. We have joining us today Todd Jordan, who's vice president of strategy, as well as Justin Bailey, senior client services manager. Both of these gentlemen are with Bellamy, and we're going to be talking again about the digital shifts we're seeing going on and uh, how to position yourself with success in this shift. I think it's going to be really interesting. Again, we had Dan Putney, and we've got some of the results of Finastra's recent study. We're going to dive in it now. But before we go into this, I want to get Dominic Manella from Support Link 3 to join us and give us a little more insight to why they have partnered up with Bellamy. So without further ado, Dominic, what you got for us?
2: At Support Link 3, we're passionate about keeping our partners and our clients up to speed on what's going on out in the marketplace. To that end, a few months ago, we partnered with the full-service market intelligence firm, Bellamy, and we teamed up to give mortgage lenders' a sense of the home-buying climate amidst the pandemic and afterwards. We armed them with questions that were inspired by our mortgage banking experts, and Bellamy went out and surveyed more than 1,000 members of a proprietary panel that they've been keeping a pulse on since March. Their research showed not only who's struggling, but also how shifting preferences in a key demographic create an invaluable opportunity for mortgage lending companies, at least the ones who are willing to adapt.
0: Very good. Excellent job. So, gentlemen, we're so excited to have both of you on. Todd, Justin, welcome. Good to have you on the podcast. Appreciate you being here.
1: Well, thanks so much for
0: having us. Yeah, first,
1: uh, I just want to start off by introducing our company a little bit, a little bit about Bellamy. We're a top 50 market intelligence and insights firm specializing in a a number of key verticals, including financial services, of course, but also retail, utilities, and consumer packaged goods. And we help our clients answer their toughest business questions, providing solutions that are grounded in consumer research and analytics. And one of the ways we do this is, as Dominic mentioned, is by collecting feedback through our proprietary panel of over 20, 500 consumers across the U S having a panel like this means that we have consumers at the ready to reliably share their thoughts and opinions. And we collect those opinions through qualitative, means like IDIs or in-depth interviews and focus groups, all done digitally these days, and quantitative techniques, like you had mentioned, surveys, and we do a lot of those Mm -hmm. online as well. So back in March, when the pandemic really started affecting the United States, we saw immediately that regardless of how long it lasted, it was going to change consumer behaviors and perceptions.
2: Yeah, that's right. let me just jump in here too. And really since then, we've been reaching out to our panelists every month. So this has been something we've done each month since March to be able to better understand exactly how the pandemic is going to change consumer behavior. This is kind of what Dominic was alluding to. But one thing I'll say is that it's been very interesting because it's allowed us to develop these profiles or segments of different types of consumers during the pandemic. And it it really is nice because it played out on a continuum from the person that I'm not doing anything different. I still go out to eat. I congregate with my family. This isn't affecting me at all. To the other end, which is I'm extremely extremely cautious. I haven't left my house since March. I know you probably know people on both ends of that continuum and and everybody in between. So this has really given us an opportunity to ask about different consumer behaviors each month. And for example, one month we asked about banking, another about retail shopping, and then more recently about buying or refinancing a home during the pandemic. And that's kind of how we got here. So the results of that research then provided a glimpse of what Recent home buyers and refinancers have been experiencing, which was a good experience, or did they have a difficulty? And then also, kind of, what was their comfort level with different types of communication that was integral to the mortgage process? So that's how we came about this.
0: I can't wait to learn more. I'm a data geek. I love data. Now, why would someone with a sanguine, outgoing personality like me love data? Well, I've been in the mortgage industry long enough, but that's why I love Matt Graham's MBS live screen, because it's loaded with data, and I'm really looking forward to getting your insights. But how did this research come about?
2: Well, like I said, we had the tracker that we have been doing, and and we thought it was a great way to tap into these changes in behavior over the last uh, few months since the pandemic began, because we know things are changing. And so... So what we saw and some of these impacts that we saw with the pandemic is that this is kind of things that have been happening prior to the pandemic, right? But they've now been accelerated and that they're almost expected for a satisfactory experience. So really what's happening is the table stakes have shifted, so to speak. And we can now say that if you don't have a smooth digital experience, then you're probably not meeting expectations of your home buyers especially those who we call Gen Y and Z, which we define as 38 years mm-hmm. age or under. So we don't need to tell you this group will soon comprise the majority of the home buying market. And so understanding their perceptions is really important. But really, there was two key impacts. And I'll go into these. One, the home buying experience is going digital, at least for some. And I don't think Correct. that's a big surprise. But what is interesting with that is that we looked at each touch point along this home buying journey Dave, and found out, from the start of, of when somebody's doing their initial research all the way to the end when they're kind of already through the process, they've already closed or assigned the papers what happens after that so along each point in that process what is their preference for communication do they want to do this in person Mm -hmm. or do they want to do this through some digital method and so what we're seeing is especially with gen y and z this greater preference for digital communication method and and that's really critical as i said because they're your buyers of today and tomorrow so they prefer a variety of methods to communicate too so they really want options some of them want email Some prefer video chat and some are really just comfortable with that in person again. So it's really not a one size fits all solution, which really makes it challenging as you try to develop a strategy or an approach to how to keep people happy and customers satisfied. So you have to ask, what do your clients prefer? What does their home buying journey look like? And really, is this the same for your prospects? or your aspirational clients, and how do they feel about things? So you have a lot to consider, right? And so whatever their preference is, the key is really to be prepared and try to be proactive and meeting them on their demand. So one thing I'll say is that we're not doing a great job of that in the industry because nearly half of those who were Gen Y or Z noted that they had difficulty during their home buying or refinancing journey since the pandemic began. So you can yeah. speculate about why this might be. I mean, there was probably a lot more emails that were coming in through the customer service channels, and or maybe it was the inability to communicate digitally, or maybe a combination of all those different factors. So that's one yeah. impact. Let me just say the second one was that there was one point in the process where people still prefer in-person, even among the younger group, and that was at the closing. So this could be more due to the assumption that there is no digital closing option, which is still true in some places. But I think as this becomes more common and you have the remote online notary that you can open up to people and give them that opportunity that this is going to change. The reason I say that, nearly 60% of respondents, which is a pretty large majority these days, or anything, nearly 60% said that they would opt in for a completely contactless loan experience if given the choice. And so that number was right. even higher, was like two thirds among Gen Y and Z. So you're really seeing people who, given that option, yeah, I'd go contactless. I didn't know I could do that mm-hmm. closing process like that. So, I mean, it's throughout that process really of understanding at what point you want to meet them digitally.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. Alice, I want to get you in on the conversation right now. You study, Alice, a lot of this and you have so many millennials and Gen Zers working years a company.
1: Well, welcome. And it all sounds really interesting. So how can lenders equip themselves for success in the future with the younger generation? How does this all play Whoa. in with that? That's a great question. When thinking about the customer experience, it's really important to understand each of those touch points that you're having with your customer, whether that's in person, digitally, through marketing or communications. And with all of those touch points, you really have an opportunity to win or lose. So understanding where the gaps are between that customer expectation and your offering is really crucial. And secondly, knowing how important the digital experience is, making that experience not only as strong as the in-person experience, but cohesive with your brand as well. And so it meets all of your customers' needs. That's really important as well. So if you have a digital solution in place, but it doesn't carry the branded experience your customers as Accustomed to it could have a negative effect. And then third, and this is really important, when thinking about the digital path that a customer can take, it's important to recognize that they're not comparing that digital experience to other mortgage lenders or even other financial institutions. You know, they're comparing you to all of their digital experiences, whether that's on Amazon or Google and and yes, their bank too. But we know that this is true across all categories that Frustrating your customer when they're in that digital experience will most likely lead to them uh, going elsewhere. So to answer your question, the best way to equip yourself during this digital acceleration is to develop a process to consistently measure customer sentiment, and your customers will easily be able to tell you where you're falling short.
0: That's really interesting. Alan, let's get you in on this. This is kind of down the lines of technology and some of the things going
1: on. Yeah, well, nice to have you guys. I mean, I've played with some market intelligence stuff in the past, by no means anything close to anything more than an early riser and trying to understand how it works, but I did get some good details details and information out of it. And what I learned quickly is you have to have the right team behind you. So maybe that's just something you can talk about, right? Market intelligence is important. We think we know, but we don't know. We try and build for the consumer. We try and build for our partners, but there's a lot of times we overbuild and overestimate
2: what people want. So maybe just yeah. talk a little bit about some of the process. Yeah. So I, I think you made a great point. I think everybody's different, and we talk about a lot with our clients about customer journeys. And every customer has a different journey, so they go down this path differently. And if you really think about it as the journey from start to finish and how you can get them on board at the beginning, that's going to set you aside from your competitors, right? And that's where we come in. We can really help you understand that customer journey, how they want to approach each touch point, their level of comfort at each one. So what decisions are they making and how did they get there? So what I can say and what we do know is the preferences are shifting for most groups comfort using digital forms of communication is on the rise, and we don't think people are going to go back to the way it was before the pandemic is over. Many of these behaviors are here to stay because consumers are now realizing that (laughs) these things make their lives easier. And one good example that I always like to talk about is check depositing. So this is something that the most banks now offer through their mobile app, and it's very easy to do. However, people were not using that feature on their apps until they were kind of forced to when branches started closing down or people didn't want to go out. Then they tried it because they'd get a check. And they wanted to deposit it. And what what we found out was our research shows that those who tried it found that it was easy. And almost all of them don't plan to go back to the branch to cash checks anymore. It doesn't make sense for them to do because it's so easy. And I think you see this across all industries, not just at the banks, but you can talk about car buying. We can talk about other things, too. Mm -hmm. So what's important is that your customer, that you cater to them, I mean, really know them don't just assume them and this is the kind of the point you were making with what you're saying. And that's really where this strategic research approach comes in. So the key to giving your customers options and providing a great customer experience is what sets you apart. And we call this our omni-channel approach. So if you have a customer service via phone, then have responsive helpful phone operators. If you have a live chat feature on your website, provide fast and useful feedback from a live person. So really the key to an incredible customer experience is testing and learning your customer needs.
1: That's right. I agree. And since there's no one-size-fits-all approach, we're always recommending an omni-channel approach. And and by omni-channel, I simply mean the purchase dynamic in which customers are seeing and learning and interacting with your brand through multiple channels, including digital. In almost every market, we see growing behavior that includes e-commerce in purchase decisions. And further, we see kind of this ping-ponging behavior in which people start a process online and then back to a traditional channel and so on. And the pandemic really has just accelerated this behavior. Uh, a good example is in the grocery sector. So grocery stores have seen a 30% percent jump in sales since the pandemic hit. And many were not ready for not only the lift in sales in the face of pandemic, but the intense need for curbside to pick up and delivery and growing interest in the digital channel. So those slow to the game saw portions of their opportunity going to third parties like Instacart and Shift. And what we're doing for our client is providing them what we call UX research or user experience research, in which we're literally talking to consumers and having them go through through that digital experience online and giving our clients the opportunity to understand through their eyes how they're experiencing things digitally. I want to
0: get into how lenders are equipping themselves. One thing you alluded to or stated that it's going to be interesting if consumers really do want that personal touch. We've been seeing that show up in different surveys over and over. The consumer, the, even the millennial, the Gen Zers, the latest crowd jumping into home ownership, they don't want to talk to people early on. But they do want to when it comes to closing, or so we thought, and that's because of they have to go in and talk to someone at the end, and it is the biggest transaction. Maybe they'll continue that trend. Fascinating to think about what digital closings will do to that, and I suspect it's going to further impact the next generation of homebuyers to not be less inclined to have the in-person contact. So I think we may
2: see some surveys change on that.
0: But uh, real quickly, how do lenders equip themselves for success in the future?
2: Well, I think, again, we can really kind of look at the voice of your customers. Change is happening. We know that. Younger generations are rapidly moving to digital communication. So this is not just stereotyping or generalizing about a, a group of up-and-coming consumers, right? I mean, we like to do that with millennials. But our data shows the preferences are shifting. And they're not just in mortgage lending, but in banking, commerce, everywhere. Mm. So you can name it. And really, you can choose to accelerate ahead of the digital transformation, or you can kind of stay in the slow lane and maintain the status quo. Again, we're already seeing some things that point to this dissatisfaction that potentially worrisome among consumers. Half of yeah. NYZ who took out a home and refinanced the loan since the pandemic said it was an extremely difficult process for them. So half said it was extremely difficult since the pandemic has begun. And it really impacted their lender's ability to assist them. So, And it's not just generational. That's some of it. But two and a half times more lenders who financed their mortgage from a bank found it incredibly hard to find the right option compared to those who use a mortgage company. So, you can see the pain points in some areas as the pandemic forced this digital shift. And there's really this bigger issue that's arising. So, questions remain, such as what led to this difficult process experienced by half of the younger homebuyers? Why did those who finance through the bank struggle more? I think these are kind of the things we have to get to the bottom of. And you probably have some hypotheses. You probably heard from customers about this. But I think really digging in and doing the research the proper way would open some new doors of understanding for you. So, you need right. to kind of Identify your audiences, home buying journey, determine whether you're meeting the needs or leaving them on the table. And I think that's kind of what we're going for here. So that opportunity to succeed or fail at every touch point, going back to those touch points we were talking about. So, and then... Lastly, you may have some reticence about the costs here or the investment that this would take to do this. And there are some of those, I'm sure. But switching to digital in the long run, it's less expensive to implement digital solutions. So there's automation involved. Oh, absolutely. If you have a call center staff, absolutely. you don't have that. So investing in a solid digital transition is very well worth it. So our digital experience team specializes in helping with that type of transition. We'd be happy to help with it.
0: Well, and I want to get into how people can take advantage of your company's get their own specific market intelligence data. You are doing it for other verticals. I'm looking at questions that are coming in from our listeners, so we get them texted in to me. If you want to text in your question, text the 512 632-2900. One of the questions coming in is I'd love to have some surveys of my past customers that I've done business with, especially mm-hmm. certain segmentations. Do you do that? And is it cost prohibitive for a smaller company? It sounds like they're saying they're a smaller company. Or what would you say to someone who wants to get market intelligence on at least the customers they've been working with to see what trends yeah. they have related to business?
1: Sure, I can take this, Justin. We do a lot of work with companies that are trying to reach out to former defectors, we'll refer to them as, to find out what happened in that process. And while we do conduct surveys, that's sometimes the appropriate tool, but we're highly consultative. So we want to make sure we understand clearly the needs of our clients so we can advise yeah. the right method. And as far as smaller or larger companies, we do work with a lot of large organizations, but there are tech- that can be employed that are not cost prohibitive, I think, for small and medium-sized companies. And so the recommendation would be to get in touch and we can talk about what those opportunities look like. Yeah,
0: I think so. I'm going to get to a couple more questions that are just rolling in here real quickly. I think one of the suggestions are for smaller players that may not be able to afford having you guys come is work with one of the other vendors that might also be able to have that information shared. So you may not have exclusive information, just your customers, but you can work with MI companies, credit reporting companies, others that may want to be doing this. So take this information, share this podcast with them so that they too learn about this and specifically Bellamy and how they can help get information about your market. I think you can get someone, a vendor, MI companies, credit reporting companies, toddlers just going to be all to want to be invest in the survey. So don't think that you're a little boxed out just because you may be too small. A lot goes into this. One of the questions coming in, really interested in data. I love data. Licken, you're not the only sanguine personality. What is the cost to do a survey of this nature? Is it based on the scope? What are some of the drivers on determining the cost for that? If you got the right answer here for this guy.
1: <laughs> I would say for all of you data hounds, just really quickly that the DAC that, that all of this information came from the we've been speaking about is available. So there's some information for you that is free, some detailed information about what we're seeing, in particular regards to this purchase process in lending. And you can get that at bellamy.com, that's B-E-L-L-O-M-Y.com forward slash lending. And that will take you directly to some information that will help all of you in a broad sense. And as far as it would be not right of me to try to quote something over the line right here, but I'd be happy to talk to anyone independently and, and we can talk about sort of what the, a, yeah. a typical research project might cost.
0: Yeah, one of the other questions is if we have you do a proprietary survey on our behalf, does the data remain exclusively ours or yeah. do you share that with others?
1: No, all of the data that we collect for our client it remains completely confidential. The information yeah. that you have access to is work that we did in conjunction with SL3 and have agreed to make that public information, but no, absolutely because that information is exclusively yours and your particular your customers are going to be very different than another organization's customers about their yeah. impressions
2: of, of you.
1: So yeah, absolutely. That is confidential and, and would remain yours only.
2: If we were to reach out to those who aren't customers, the same thing. We, we have methods of finding those people and that would be confidential as well.
0: Well, I think just waking people up that you don't have to be this monstrous company or you have to depend on someone else for market intelligence data. You wanted to know, Lister, what's going on with your market and you can get these guys to come. And work with you. I, I mean, another thing I would strongly suggest is get a hold of Dominic at support link three SL three, and you'll be able to uh, get a hold of connect with Dominic. He can help guide you through this. Dominic was instrumental in working with the folks at Bellamy, but specifically working with Todd and Justin on designing a survey so they got the result they want. So I was really impressed with what you did with that group. It's fantastic that you already have 2500 consumers that you're in connection with. So it's just us designing the questions is really what it's about. So I'm impressed. Absolutely. Lots of questions coming in. This is generated some interest here. It's very exciting what they can do. So I'm thrilled that they introduced you to me. And Todd and Justin want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And how can people learn more again? You mentioned the website. Is there any other way that they can get a hold of you that you'd recommend? Yeah, that's the easiest way. Go to
1: Bellamy.com, B-E-L-L-O-M-Y.com. And there are lots of ways to, to reach out to us right there. And lots of great information. There's yeah. also some blogs and other information that I think you'll find interesting.
0: Yeah, excellent. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate you being here with us. Great information. Love Thanks. the topic of market intelligence. So excellent. There's great stuff here. Thank you. Have a great week. Look forward to uh, seeing what comes of this. I'd love to have you back. So if you're doing another survey and you want to let us know about it, we'd love to have you back and share that into Market Intelligence. With our customers. I just got another email from Lender One members who's really getting into studying digital marketing strategies. So, anything you guys can do, surveys down that line that you want to oh, bring yeah. back to us, those are real neat. Love, 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 love to get you back on and talk about that. Appreciate you being here now. Thank you, gentlemen.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dave. You bet.
0: We've had as our guest Todd Jordan. Vice President of Strategy, and Justin Bailey, Senior Client Services Manager of Bellaby. Go check out their services. Love, 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 love it. market intelligence. Next week, we've got Lodestar Software Solutions, the CEO, Jim Paulino, coming in to be with us and talking about what Lodestar is doing. He's also going to be talking about some market trends. So also want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. Finastra, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, Indicom, Accelerate Mobility, RE, Modex. And you can check out all of our sponsors on our website, LickinOnLending.com. Thank you, listeners, for being a part of this podcast. We're grateful to have you as our listeners. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week.
1: You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin, of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.